0: Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well this podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing embracing and honoring themselves awaken and empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth inner work and mental health and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here alive and breathing and taking up space listen in for soul-centered inspiration Heartfelt advice and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Awaken and Empower. Well, spring finally. Sprang for a bit where i am in ontario canada it was so hot for like a week and now as i'm recording this it is back to near minus temperatures with random periods of snow as well but this is just what happens during this transition usually march and april are some wacky months here <laughs> we had a late dumping of winter this year with most of our storms happening at the end of February and into March so needless to say I am ready for spring and sunshine and flowers and so I'm just happy that that seems like it's coming on its way but this week might say otherwise (laughs) but I'm hopeful for the springing of spring (laughs) the weather can have a huge impact on our well-being and mental health and i for sure noticed that in myself lately, so if you're somewhere where it's supposed to be spring right now, I hope you're getting some sunshine and warmer weather and you're feeling good within yourself. Before we get into today's topic, I wanted to take a second to just have a little check-in moment. I think it's so important to check in with ourselves on a regular basis because it can be so easy to pass ourselves by in the whirlwind of daily life we really need to make the conscious choice to prioritize self-connection this doesn't have to take up a lot of your time maybe you take only a couple moments to just slow down take a breath and check in you could ask yourself questions like how am i feeling What has been coming up for me lately, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually? What am I currently struggling with? What is going well for me at the moment? Things like that. When practiced enough, this can make a huge difference and really strengthen your self-awareness, which is always the first step to making any meaningful shift in yourself and in your life. So give it a try, check in with yourself in whatever ways feel good to you. If you're not used to doing something like this, it will probably feel uncomfortable at first, but just trust and do your best. You always deserve to just take a moment to notice yourself and to be with yourself. It's one of the most empowering things you can do. Speaking of empowering things, today we are talking all about boundaries. I realized I haven't done a full episode on boundaries yet, which is quite unfortunate because boundaries are such an important part of being human. Boundaries have become a hot topic in the self-development and self-improvement space for a while now, and for good reason, I think. We all could live better lives if we had a fuller understanding of what boundaries are, what your boundaries are, and how to really live in alignment with them. I didn't know too much about boundaries until my life coaching certificate course that I did back in 2020. I learned a lot of valuable information about boundaries in that training, and I'll be sharing the basics that I learned during that time in this episode. I think boundaries are such a huge part of self-empowerment and so we'll also be exploring boundaries through the lens of self-empowerment and how we can use them to live a life that is more aligned and meaningful and authentic. So get ready and let's dive into how to set, respect, and connect with your boundaries. So let's get down to the basics first. What are boundaries? There are many different ways you can define boundaries. The definitions I learned in my life coaching program defined a boundary as something that indicates the farthest limits as of an area or a border. The purpose of having boundaries is to protect and take care of ourselves. We need to tell people when they are acting in ways that are not acceptable to us. A first step is to know that it is our responsibility to teach others how to treat us. Learning to set boundaries is vital to learning to love ourselves and to communicating to others that we have worth. It is a vital part of healthy relationships. Boundaries are also the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationships. Other definitions that I have come across and love define boundaries as where I end and the rest of the world begins... They're a way to stay true to yourself, your needs, and your limits. Having boundaries is showing love and respect towards yourself and showing others how to love and respect you. And one of my personal favorites, boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. So those are some basic definitions of boundaries. Something else that I learned in my life coach training is the ways in which boundaries show up for people. The three common ones being rigid boundaries, porous boundaries, and healthy boundaries. So let's take a closer look at each of those types. If you have rigid boundaries, you might tend to avoid intimacy and close relationships. You may be unlikely to ask for help. You might even have only a few close relationships. You might be very protective of your personal information. You may seem detached even with your romantic partners and you may keep others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. So those are rigid boundaries and porous boundaries are when someone might overshare personal information, they might have difficulty saying no to the requests of others. They may be overinvolved with others' problems. They also might be dependent on the opinions of others. They might be accepting of abuse or disrespect, and they may fear rejection if they do not comply with others. And then for healthy boundaries, which I think we all need to be striving for, when you have healthy boundaries, you value your own opinion, you don't compromise your values for others, you share personal information in an appropriate way, you do not over or undershare, you know your personal wants and needs and can communicate them, and you can accept when others say no to you. For most of us, we tend to have a mix of all three of these, like, for example, you may have healthy boundaries at work, but porous boundaries in relationships, and rigid boundaries with your family. Also, the appropriateness of boundaries is heavily dependent on what setting you're in, like there are certain things you can talk about with friends that you can't talk about with your boss, for example. Boundaries also tend to be different across cultures, as each culture has their own norms that people tend to follow. So typically, depending on things like setting, the people you're with, your culture, these all have an impact on your boundaries and how boundaries present themselves as either rigid, porous, healthy, or a mix of all three. Now, there are also different types of boundaries. The main ones I was taught in my life coach training were physical, intellectual, emotional, sexual, material, and time boundaries. I would personally also add mental boundaries, energy boundaries, and social boundaries. First, let's take a closer look at the main six types. So, physical boundaries refer to personal space and physical touch. Healthy physical boundaries include an awareness of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate in various settings and types of relationships. For example, hugging, shaking hands, or kissing, like when are each of these appropriate or not appropriate, Physical boundaries may be violated if someone touches you when you don't want them to or when they invade your personal space. For example, like looking through your bedroom or reading your journal or things like that. Intellectual boundaries refer to thoughts and ideas. Healthy intellectual boundaries include respect for others' ideas and an awareness of appropriate discussion. For example, like Is it appropriate to talk about the weather or politics or religion or relationships, anything like that. These could all depend on setting and culture and who you're with and all those types of things. So, intellectual boundaries are violated when someone dismisses or belittles another person's thoughts or ideas. Emotional boundaries refer to a person's feelings. Healthy emotional boundaries include limitations on when to share, and when not to share personal information. For example, gradually sharing personal information during the development of a relationship, as opposed to revealing everything to everyone all the time. (laughs) Emotional boundaries are violated when someone criticizes, belittles, or invalidates another person's feelings. And then, sexual boundaries refer to the emotional, intellectual, and physical aspects of sexuality. Healthy sexual boundaries involve mutual understanding and respect of limitations and desires between sexual partners. Sexual boundaries can be violated with unwanted sexual touch, pressure to engage in sexual acts, leering, or sexual comments. Of course, this also includes sexual harassment and abuse and things like that. Material boundaries refer to money and possessions. Healthy material boundaries involve setting limits on what you will share and with whom. For example, it may be appropriate to lend a car to a family member, but probably not to someone you met this morning. (laughs) Material boundaries are violated when someone steals or damages another person's possessions or when they pressure them to give or lend them their possessions. And finally, time boundaries refer to how a person uses their time. To have healthy time boundaries, a person must set aside enough time for each facet of their life, such as work, relationships, and hobbies. Time boundaries are violated when another person demands too much of another's time. And you may also have mental boundaries, specifically the boundaries of your mental health. I know for sure that when I'm struggling with my mental health, I have more boundaries and more things I just don't have the capacity to do. So mental boundaries really help you care for your mental health, especially when you're in a more vulnerable place or you're struggling mentally. I believe we all also have energy boundaries, you know, boundaries in terms of how we spend our energy or the type of energy we allow into our space. I've learned over the years how big of an impact energy has on my overall well-being, so it's really important to have boundaries with your energy too. And finally, I think social boundaries are important as well, especially if you're like me and you're a socially anxious, highly sensitive introvert. I simply cannot handle too much social interaction, and that ebbs and flows according to how I'm feeling, but... Yeah, being mindful of your social boundaries is important as well, not just in terms of how much you're socializing, but also who you're socializing with. So that can also apply to social boundaries. Maybe take some time to think about these nine categories of boundaries and reflect on how each of them look to you. What are your boundaries for each type? How do they show up for you? What do they look and feel like? How does setting and respecting these boundaries contribute to your quality of life? We're going to get deep into setting and respecting and connecting with your boundaries in a second. But yeah, I encourage you to think about these different categories and how they show up in your own life. So now that we've gone over the basics of what boundaries are, the differences between rigid, porous, and healthy boundaries, and the several different types of boundaries let's talk about how to actually set your boundaries. As with anything, self-awareness comes first. So I already touched on that just now when I encourage you to reflect on what your boundaries are in each category and how they show up for you. So if you did that, you're already building your awareness. So just to emphasize this point, Get clear on what your current physical, intellectual, emotional, sexual, material, time, mental, energy, and social boundaries are. And try to think about if these boundaries are rigid, porous, or healthy currently. If you aren't sure about what your boundaries are or you want to set new ones, think about what matters most to you in each category. What do you value in terms of your time or your energy or your physical space? What are some non-negotiables in each of these categories? You could also think about where you're feeling drained or fulfilled in your life. The areas in which you're fulfilled are probably areas in which you have healthy boundaries, but wherever you're feeling drained might need some work. Is one of your friends taking up too much of your time? Is there someone at work who has been violating your physical space? Is your family taking too much of your material resources? It could be anything and it's all dependent on what you're currently going through. It might also be helpful to think back on past experiences of when you felt your boundaries were healthy. What helped them to be that way? What were you doing and how were you living? Also, think about times when your boundaries were more rigid or porous. What was contributing to that? And finally, take some time to reflect on how you would like to live in each of the nine categories of boundaries. What does the healthiest picture look like to you? This will all take some time and self-reflection, but this self-awareness is so crucial to setting authentic boundaries for yourself. It'll give you that solid ground to build upon so that you can effectively respect and connect with your boundaries which are the next steps we will be diving into there are many ways to stick to and honor and respect your boundaries but i'm going to be talking about a few of the most powerful ways in my opinion and in terms of self-empowerment since that is what we're all about on this podcast the first one is to act assertively When you act and communicate in an assertive way, you clearly state your opinions and feelings and firmly advocate for your rights and needs without violating the rights of others. You show that you value yourself, your time, and your emotional, spiritual, and physical needs and are a strong advocate for yourself while still being very respectful of the rights of others. This is the healthiest form of communication and it's vital when it comes to respecting your boundaries you must act assertively in order to stay true to your boundaries and prevent anyone from violating them. This leads into my next point about how to respect your boundaries and that is to get comfortable saying no. This is a huge part of assertive communication and it's usually the hardest part of respecting your boundaries. A lot of us have trouble saying no, myself included, I am a recovering people pleaser and I still find it hard to say no, even when I know that no is the healthiest thing for me. I worry about disappointing people or coming across as unfriendly or selfish, so if you feel a similar way, that's totally okay. It just takes practice to get used to saying no and unapologetically saying no as well you don't have to justify yourself or give a long explanation, which is something else I struggle with. <laughs> no can be a full sentence, or you can just say, that doesn't work for me, it's not a good time, no thank you, anything like that. Assertive communication and saying no are two very powerful ways to respect your boundaries so that you can live a life that is most authentic to you. Another important part of respecting your boundaries is to not expect too much of yourself. When we expect too much of ourselves, we violate our own boundaries. We give too much of our energy. We spend too much time doing things we don't want to do. We might overshare our emotions with people who aren't trustworthy. We give up parts of our physical space that are important to us. We don't always have to do it all or be constantly available or anything like that. We can just do our best and create space to just be and act with self-compassion, which is another way to respect your boundaries. Bringing compassion into this will allow you to truly accept your boundaries and not shame yourself for having them because there is no reason to be ashamed of your limits. We all have them and we should all honor them. So don't expect too much of yourself and act with more compassion. In order to respect your boundaries, you must also listen to the signals from your mind, body, and soul. These signals will tell you when your boundaries are going into rigid or porous mode and when your boundaries are being pushed or violated. Tune into yourself and really notice what's going on in your mind, recognize the signs from your body, and listen to what your soul is telling you. If you pass yourself by and don't notice these signals, you won't be able to maintain healthy boundaries and respect the boundaries you've set for yourself. And lastly, the final way you can respect your boundaries is to be open and unashamed about them. Don't be afraid to voice these boundaries to others or stand up for yourself when you feel your boundaries are being violated. If you're open and unashamed about your boundaries, you'll be more able to show others how you want to be treated, and you'll respect yourself on a deeper level. Okay, now that you're a pro at setting and respecting your boundaries, let's get into how to connect with your boundaries. This part is all about consistently creating space for self-reflection so that you can check in with yourself and reevaluate your boundaries as you move through different phases of life to see what's working and what's not working. We are constantly evolving and so it's inevitable that our boundaries will change throughout life. Sometimes you may just naturally notice that a boundary isn't really serving you anymore. Other times it may take some conscious reflecting What's important is that you take time to notice the current state of your boundaries. Notice when your boundaries become porous and what triggers this. Be wary of what causes your boundaries to become rigid and recognize what helps you keep your boundaries healthy. Connecting with your boundaries is crucial to maintaining them and maintaining them will allow you to live a more empowered life that is in line with who you truly are. I just wanted to mention too that if you discover that your boundaries are rigid or porous or you don't have any clue what your boundaries are or you're still trying to figure out what boundaries even mean in general, that's totally okay. There is no shame in being where you are right now. I hope what I shared in this episode was helpful for you and gave you a better idea of what boundaries are and how they're showing up in your own life and also where you'd like to strengthen them. But in reality, just like with anything that has to do with your self-development, this work takes time. You're not going to listen to one podcast episode and everything will be solved. And that's okay. This takes time and self-reflection and practice and a conscious commitment. And it's totally okay to stumble along the way or fall down in an existential crisis. I do that all the freaking time. But, you know, we get back up, we find a way to hold ourselves and carry on and learn from that fall. So, remember that piece of showing yourself compassion because that is the energy that will make this journey so much more fulfilling. Like I said before, I had no idea what boundaries really were until a few years ago. Looking back now, i realized that I had absolutely no boundaries as I was making my way through high school and university well, I shouldn't say no boundaries. I just wasn't conscious of my boundaries and I couldn't verbalize them. I think we all subconsciously and unknowingly have at least some boundaries, like things like our fears could even be seen as boundaries. Like if you're scared of heights, you probably wouldn't want to go skydiving or something. And of course, we're taught basic boundaries as kids, you know, things like not talking to strangers or not letting anyone touch you in inappropriate ways so hey you probably do have some boundaries without even knowing it boundaries are the things that keep us safe so if we had none we would just be taking huge risks and dancing with death all the time but i have a feeling you're not doing that so there's your reassurance that even if you don't feel like it you do have boundaries and you're subconsciously protecting them all the time but anyways yeah growing up and into my young adulthood i was a huge people pleaser and an overachiever i had pretty much no self-compassion i dealt with a lot of guilt and shame and worry after i graduated university and just overall i think my boundaries were really porous in a lot of ways but also rigid I think my anxiety made some of my social boundaries rigid for example and it took me a long time to get clear on my boundaries and what boundaries I wanted to put into place to care for myself and now I'm in a much healthier place. It's still an ongoing process, of course, but I'm more aware of my boundaries and more comfortable with respecting them because I know that this is such an important part of living a more authentic and empowered life. In order to live true to myself, I need to set and respect and connect with my boundaries. And as I grow through life, I'm constantly learning more about myself, and with that comes some reevaluating of my boundaries. For example, when I got really clear on the fact that I am an introvert, I had to set boundaries around energy and time and my social life. Even in terms of my work and business, there were so many boundaries that I didn't have that I learned to adopt as I learned more and more about how I want to run my coaching practice and do my creative work and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, this is all... A learning process for sure but it's one that is so incredibly worth it and so important to your self-empowerment and that is today's deep dive into boundaries if you want to live a life that is true to you and one that feels fulfilling and meaningful and purposeful if you want to deepen your self-empowerment boundaries are one powerful way to do that we need boundaries to protect ourselves to show others how to love us To respect and honor our needs and desires, to feel joyful and safe and alive, the consequences of not having healthy boundaries can be huge. And maybe you know that from experience. I know I sure do. But I hope what I talked about today will help you in your quest to set, respect, and connect with your boundaries on a deep and empowered level. If anything, this episode sparked something for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to chat. You can always contact me at my email, which is shaileneivany at livingembrace.ca and find me on Instagram at living.embrace. You can also head to my website, livingembrace.ca for everything you want to know about me and how I can support you as your self-empowerment coach. All the links for all that will be in the show notes. And if you're loving the show, I'd really appreciate a rating and review, share it with your friends, and of course, subscribe so you never miss an episode. And that is it for this week. Until next time, I'm sending you so much encouragement as you explore your own boundaries, and I will talk to you in the next episode.